Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today is Steve Prada, and you already know me, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, the founder and host. But here's a bit about Steve. Steve Prada is a leadership team coach whose passion is to help emerging privately owned businesses grow and thrive. He pursues it by simplifying and teaching management and strategy concepts used by large companies and elite consulting firms. His new book, Pinnacle, Five Principles That Take Your Business to the Top of the Mountain is coming, well, is already on the market. It came out in May. So today we're going to spend some time learning why he wrote the book. He's going to go into depth on the five principles so we can learn how to take our business to the top of the mountain. So without further ado, please welcome the man behind the book, Steve Prada. Thank you, Genesis. That's such a wonderful introduction. I wish my mother heard this. My pleasure, Steve. And before we dive into the book, I definitely want to give the audience a chance to get to connect with you in a fun and personal manner. And if you've done your research, you know what's next. There are two options to choose from. We can do an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Uh, let's do the icebreaker. Okie dokie. We're breaking the ice with Steve. Here is the icebreaker. I want you to share something crazy that you have done in your life or a fun and interesting fact about yourself. Um, well, lots of crazy things. Maybe once I attempted to sleep on the Great Wall of China with some fellow travelers when I was 20, 20 years or so, and the police caught us and they escorted us and they, uh, they didn't imprison us, but they kind of forcibly put us up in a hotel and there was this lady with the keys and she basically locked us up for the night and we couldn't leave until now. Uh, we asked her to let us out the next morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And then, Steve, where are you joining us today? I'm in Central Virginia, uh, in Richmond, uh, just outside of Richmond, Virginia. Amazing. So now let's dive into this book. Now it's out on the market. People could go grab their copy. So hold up that book and walk us through the cover art because cover art is very important because sometimes this is going to make or break the book because people, they see the cover, they're like, hmm, do I want to read it or not? So I'm going to let you hold up the cover and walk us through why you focus on this cover. So here's the book, but actually the cover is behind me. So maybe I just uh, step aside and then you can, you can see it in the background. So yes, I agree with you. Uh, covers are important. And I actually a co-author and we had lots of discussions about the, the cover. 
Uh, I also hired someone in, in the UK that has done my previous cover and I really like his ideas. Um, so as you can see here, there is this big uh, circle diagram with the five principles that the book is about. And the text below it, the subtitle of the book is like a mountain. And, and you can imagine that this, uh, the five principles take you up to the top of the mountain. That's kind of the, uh, the graphic. Um, and um, it's not uh, too complicated. Um, and the trick with business books is that you can't afford to have a complicated cover. Uh, because then you lose the reader. And how do you keep it simple, but also keep it interesting is, is the challenge. <clears throat> Amazing. And I like how the cover is very crisp. It's clean. It's neat. You could see right off um, the back what the five principles are. And then I like how you um, mentioned how the subtitle is building up to that top of the mountain with five being at the top. So how did you come up with the five principles? So the five principles, so how I didn't come up with the five principles. So my co-author, Gregory Cleary, he came up with the five principles. And then I thought, okay, so here's the five principles. So what does it mean to implement these five principles? And I, what I came up with is five, the three practices for each of these principles. So we have five principles and 15 practices, also with a P. And uh, that's, uh, that's kind of how I internalized the five principles and, uh, and how the book came about. I, I, I didn't uh, set out to write a book. And my co-author, Gregory Cleary, he founded the Pinnacle Organization and he came up with the principles and I said, okay, so how can I teach these principles? What is this really about? And try to simplify it down to three words, each principles. And, and when I did that, then suddenly that became the framework and the chapters for the book. And then the book uh, basically wrote itself. Amazing. And those five principles are people purpose, playbooks, perform, and profit. Do you need to have the five principles in order or can they go outside of um, order? That's a fantastic question. Um, and the answer is you don't have to go in order. And in fact, the philosophy of the pinnacle system is that we meet clients where they are and we customize uh, these uh, the implementation of these principles for them, for the specific situation, which means that if someone is already very strong in the people principle and maybe the purpose, then we can start with the playbooks principle. If they are strong on performance, uh, then maybe we start with the people principles. Uh, but uh, what I would say in general is that the fifth principle, the profit principle typically comes last because if you work on the first four, then it kind of falls into place. And then it's a question of, okay, do we want to go um, to the top? And do we want to be a business which is at the elite level in profitability within our industry? And if we do want to do that, then we go to the profit principle and then we figure that out as well. But uh, generally um, I like to start with people because for, Every business, people are the most valuable assets of the business. And it's kind of a cliche, but if you think about it, 
uh, think about the other assets that a business has. It could, it could have physical assets. It could have intellectual property assets, brands, trademarks, uh, um, in, inventions, patents, patents, and so on. Even those assets without great people will not be taken care of, will not be developed, will not be invented. So uh, people are the foremost asset of any business because if you've got great people, they're going to take care of all your other assets as well. Absolutely. So focusing on people-centric and making sure that they feel seen and heard, making sure they see themselves as an asset and that, you know, their values meshes with the organization's value is going to want to have that retention come into play because those individuals are going to want to stay with the organization because they're like, hey, I feel valuable. I feel like it's a family. I feel like I'm not only am I being heard, but I'm being seen as a individual and I have something amazing to offer, then they start to build up the business and they can be the foundation. And then you see how you could factor in the other five principles. And you um, mentioned just diving deeper into not just looking at the principles, but the practices behind those principles. So how did you come up with the practices, Steve? Uh, I basically asked myself the question. So People principles. So in order for me uh, or for us, for a business owner to have great people in this organization, what does have to happen? And I believe three things have to happen. First, we have to be really clear on what our culture is about. So we have to discover and define our culture with uh, appropriate core values that de describe the behaviors that we want to see in this business from our people. Secondly, we have to make sure that we figure out what are the major drivers of our business in terms of the functions that our business needs to get to the next level. And uh, what are the outcomes that we expect from those functions? Uh, because every business has to get work, uh, do work and get paid, whatever business they are in, they have to do that. And what those functions are, is it marketing, sales, uh, operations, uh, development, uh, human resources, finance, whatever they are. What are the outcomes that we expect so that we, uh, we can evaluate our people, whether they are a really good fit for those functions or not. And if, um, if we have the culture and the functions defined, then we know who our A players are because the A players are the people who are hitting it out of park both on culture fit as well as productivity. We know who our A potentials are, who are close to hitting it out of the park. They have the potential to do it. And then we know uh, by um, deduction, we know that, okay, all the other people are B or BC players. So when we have the A players and A potentials, we know who, that we, who need, we need to coach and mentor the A potentials to become A players. And how do we motivate our A players to stay with our company? Guess what? We need to grow this company. Otherwise, they're going to go and find another place where they can grow. So, uh, so that's how we keep our A players. We need to challenge them with an, another opportunity, a bigger opportunity. And uh, that's, that's our people principle. And it's kind of the same kind of logic for the other principles as well. So what does it take to have a really powerful purpose in this company? It takes a good vision a good strategy to achieve the vision and alignment so that everyone is aligned, fully aligned with the strategy and the vision. 
playbooks, what it means, it, it means that you define and ingrain and you optimize your playbooks. Uh, performance means that you have rocks and you have metrics and you have uh, um, rocks, metrics and meetings so that everyone is achieving the goals and hitting the targets. And then profit means if you want to be at the elite level, how do you benchmark yourself, you engineer your business to deliver that high profitability and how do you sustain it in the long term? by building a strategically differentiated business um, that is very hard to copy for your competitors. I like that because as you were going over each one of them and you were breaking down the practices that go into it, um, some things that stood out for me from the outside looking in is TND, training and development, KPIs, key performance indicators, um, individuality, letting the people feel like they're individuals and they could create, they could innovate and they could drive it. Um, 360 feedback, I think that's a part of performance, just making sure that not only are the people at the top giving um, directions, but also they're listening to what the people at the bottom are saying because they, they're the ones with the eyes, the hands and the feet on the ground and they're doing the day-to-day -day task and et cetera. Also playbook, understanding what your strengths are and how to leverage your strengths to really promote effectiveness and efficiencies. And also understanding your competitors too is what's going to help you have a strong playbook culture is also um, also resonated with me as you were talking. There's so many things that go involved in this. And I feel like looking at it from working in corporate America for 15 years, but my, my main focus was oil and gas and energy was if every corporation would use these five principles, then I would see that maybe we wouldn't be in what society is calling the great resignation. What are your thoughts on that, Steve? I agree with you. Uh, I think people are leaving companies because they don't feel like they can achieve a worthwhile uh, purpose that they can self-actualize. And that's, you know, according to uh, Abraham Maslow, we all learned about the pyramid of hierarchy of needs. And uh, ultimately, the, the real motivation for people is self-actualization. It's not about getting a paycheck. Obviously, we all need a paycheck. We all need to make a living. We need to take care of our families. But that's just the basic uh, needs and necessities. But in order for those people to bring their energy, their creativity, their, uh, their best ideas, their, their, uh, their passion to the business, we need to allow them to be part of a powerful story. We need to have a business that has a purpose that is is a worthwhile that helps people, that helps the society, uh, the, which makes us uh, proud to be working for this organization. And if you give that to your people, then you're going to uh, release nuclear energy in your, in your business. If you don't, then people are just gonna treat you as a job. And if someone pays them 10% more, they, they, they might resign or they might even say that, oh, why should I, uh, you know, be labor for this company when another company actually has a versatile purpose and it helps me be part of a, a much better story. So 
I agree with you. It's all about lack of powerful purposes that make people resign from businesses. If they were proud to be in that organization, they would think twice before they resigned. Absolutely. And when you think about the book coming out uh, in May, so it's still very fresh on the market, and you think about the work that you have done from your background standpoint, are there any failures that you have learned from that has made you better personally and professionally? I would say what made me better is mostly the failures because success is a lousy teacher, uh, but fa failure is a very powerful one. So specific failures, um, I mean, there are many failures, many of them I, I talk about in the book. Um, but I think one of the challenges or failures that if we try to address in this book is, is about cookie cutter approaches because cookie cutter approaches don't work. So what we believe here is that every company is unique. Every company is different and one size fits all, fits no one. So what we attempted to do here, uh, we apply the five principles, but, uh, but we also customize this program for every company. As we just talked about earlier that, you don't start at the same place with every company. So what I learned is that if you try to straight jacket companies and just teach the same cookie cutter system to them, then you're going to frustrate many of them because they will feel like, okay, this is, this is redundant. Uh, why are we wasting our time on this? We should be moving faster or this is too fast for us. You should be taking, giving us more time. Um, so what we try to do here is to listen really well and to understand where the company is, what do they need, what do the people need in the company, what are the low-hanging fruits that they could that would help them immediately become more successful, and start with those, and then uh, go, uh, the, you know, uh, go in the direction of diminishing returns, and always look for the high-leverage steps and techniques um, to implement. I like that. And the reason why I asked about the failures, Steve, is because so many times people on the outside looking in just see, oh, wow, Steve is doing something amazing. Look what Gregory accomplished or whatnot. And they see the successes, but they fail to realize that not only did you have successes, but it's the failures that have catapulted you to the success that you see today. So we can't just stay at a surface level. We have to go beyond the surface level and learn about, okay, this is this is what made me better in my work. This is what has helped me personally. And from my personal experiences, it has also developed me in a professional capacity. I was not always on this pedestal and I had to work hard. So without determination, without consistency, without lessons learned, without, you know, going up on the drawing board and having to start all the way over from scratch and building it back up, you wouldn't be where you are today. So we have to all embrace the failures that each one of us face and how has it helped us develop. And it's okay to say, yes, I failed. It's okay to say, yes, I fell down. 
but get back up and keep on going because that is what's going to be the driving factor on you really reaching your end goal. And don't be too distracted on what somebody else is doing because just because they're in one area does not mean that you're supposed to operate in that area. Just be uniquely you, be your authentic self and run your own race. Yes, I, I agree with you. And, you know, every time uh, I spend a day with a client, I at the end of the day, you wrap up and always ask for feedback. And then I try to read between the lines because sometimes people don't give you uh, frank feedback. They don't want to hurt your feelings. They, you know, they don't want to uh, be the bearer of bad news. So you really have to listen very, very carefully to hear and not just what people say, but also what they don't say and process it and reflect that, okay, how could I make the next session better? What could have made the experience better for the client? What created some frustrations or what was the conflict that we did not uncover or we did not resolve or I did not help resolve? And, and that's how I'm trying to improve uh, every time. And and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the biggest learnings always come from the failures because they are a big wake-up call, right? It's so easy to get into the, ah, yeah, things are going great. Clients are scoring me 10 out of 10. Um, but yeah, because they had a good experience, but sometimes they score me, you know, less than a nine or an eight. And then I really have to do the soul searching. Okay, what's going on? Um, why were they not happy? Um, and, and, uh, you know, I, I asked them, uh, but sometimes they won't tell me. And then I have to really, uh, try to reconstruct what happened and what were the exchanges and what may have made the difference, uh, positive or negative. And that's a learning process. Yeah. And thank you for being transparent and just sharing that, um, too, Steve, because it also shows your, your growth. And if, if people see you growing as a professional, as well as personally, they're going to want to work with you because they see, okay, he's been through something similar, but he's, he's just a little further along and he can help me. So is there anything else that I did not ask that you want to share to add value regarding the book and the work that yourself and Gregory are doing? Well, I would uh, recommend that if you are interested, if you are leading an organization, whether it's a company or a nonprofit, uh, if you feel like you could move, you could be growing faster, if you feel like you could be doing better, that you have the potential to do better, if you really want to be in a category of one in your uh, industry or in your segment, then definitely um, I recommend that you read Pinnacle and you uh, find out uh, some of these ideas that we talked about. Um, you can buy the book on Amazon, obviously. If you are not sure whether you want to invest in the book, then you can go to my website, stevepredo.com, and you can download the summary, uh, summary uh, of the book and, and start there. Um, and if you have any questions, then I'm always available. You can write to me at steve at stevepreda.com. Amazing. And thank you for sharing that, Steve. So as 
part of the call to action, since you've already gave your website and your email address, is there any other challenge that you have for the audience outside of picking up the book, submerging themselves in the content, and then applying? Because what good is reading the book if you're not going to apply the principles behind it? So you can challenge yourself by looking into the mirror and uh, the mirror is uh, what, uh, what I call a pinnacle journey assessment. So also on my website, stevefrieda.com, you can download an assessment, which will assess you on the five principles, plus there's a sixth principle that you're going to assess yourself, which is team, because it's just not enough to follow these five principles. You also have to become a great team in the process. And then you will see exactly um, by answering the question, question what you're missing uh, and what you could get better at and, and use this as your, your guide uh, as to where you are on this journey. Amazing. And Steve, are you on any social media platforms? Absolutely. I'm on LinkedIn. So Steve Preda. Uh, I'm on Twitter, stevepreda.com, like .com without the dot, and uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, but my main home is is LinkedIn and, and also Amazon because my books are on Amazon. So you find me there as well. Um, I'm, I'm sure we can include them uh, or maybe I can send you those links and you can include them in the show notes as well in Genesis. Amazing. And thank you so much, Steve, for just coming on the show today and sharing information behind the book Pinnacle and just really walking us through those five principles that Gregory developed, developed as well as the five practices that you, um, as well as the 15 practices that you have um, practiced behind those five principles. Um, principles. And I think just peering the principles with the practices and merging them all together, there's total synergies there. Audience, all of Steve's contact information will be in the show notes. So just read and scroll on down so you don't miss it. It'll be under the call to action section. And then lastly, but not least, I want to make sure you like comment, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. You could also see this video on our YouTube channel by going to at gems, G-E-M-S with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for supporting the guests that I bring into the community, as well as the mission behind the show, which is to bring content that is educational inspirational and motivational while we also weave in diversity equity inclusion and belonging because it does take all of us coming together to make this world a better place as i say united we stand and divided we fall so go learn what your pinnacle is and how to apply it in your business so you can level up in all areas until the next segment next guest peace love and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems. G-E-M-S 
with W-I-T-H Genesis G-E-N-E-S-I-S Amaris A-M-A-R-I-S Kemp K-E-M-P at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.